In a world where fans are forever restless, the rules are ever-changing, and you have to be told just how much your favorite team blows to rise above the rest. Welcome to the Couch Coaches with your hosts, Lacey Kay and Drew Hale. In a world without heroes, it is your favorite two coaches. I am Lacey Kay with my co-host Drew Hale, and as always, Rachel the Reindeer. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you? I think I can hear your bells jingling from here. <laughs> as always. I mean, she missed last episode, but we'll let her pass. It was her first one. She gets to skip every now and then because she's not... It's, it's not possible for her to be as more dedicated than we are. So, I can't really give her grief for that. I'm just okay. upset that she, she didn't take away more quotes from last week's episode. That's true. It's true. It was fiery. Right? Um, guys, I want to start out this episode right by honoring an Aggie. Von Miller, now your all-time leading sack leader in Denver with 98. He broke the record tonight. Um, to see whether Denver holds on to that win, we'll wait to see. I think there's about four minutes left in the game. Uh, they had the ball, Denver, but they were down 17-13. I think I picked Cleveland, though, so that's all that matters. But, you know, I have to give a big gigum to Von Miller. Um, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing super awesome. Amazing. How yeah. are you? Uh, as always, I'm in control, and I love it that way. <laughs> like, um, no, uh, we enjoyed our last episode. We hope you guys did. We got some good good feedback. We got some honest opinions. I, I did get shit from one fan, because uh, I said in the episode how the league leader was Kyle Fuller in interceptions with the Chicago Bears, but he gladly pointed out as a Miami Dolphins fan that not only Kyle Fuller leads the league in interceptions, but he's tied with the Miami Dolphins quarterback, Xavier Howard. So I had to give him props there for calling me out. I'm glad he did. That's what this show's for. We just need you guys to do it on our Facebook page from now on. But I'm glad you guys are interacting. I did have another fan reach out and say that, you know, he didn't know the show was back, which as we apologized before in a recent episode, um, that was our fault. But he didn't know we were back. And now that we were back, he was back listening to the episode. And I had another guy reach out saying that it's his favorite podcast. So we got to keep this up. And we're going to keep pressing and stressing you guys to listen to the show and interact. But that's our job. And it's your job for you guys to listen and either love us or hate us and then tell us how you feel. So this is the new episode. You guys ready to roll? Let's get ready to rumble. As always. Sorry, that was a little winded of me at the beginning, but Drew was over here taking selfies, so I had to like Is that what I was doing? drown it out a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so. selfies. I love selfies. They're my favorite thing. I know. So I take 46 a day. Like, I make sure I get that many in. <laughs> make sure your hair's, you know, good in your eyebrows. Oh, oh yeah, of course, totally. I think that's what attracted you and Rachel at first, because you were in the same place taking selfies from across the room, and you're just like, Is that right? It. Okay. <laughs> no, he was just too busy over there being lazy. Hmm. Well, that, that was a meat joke. That was a meat joke. <laughs> quick. You had you had to be there. Oh, I, I was I'm trying glad, to sit down. I'm obviously. glad I wasn't. Uh, uh, quick barf. Quick game to start it off with. What was it? What is it? Three weeks left. Three games left, and probably the last one being you know a throwaway game. Who do you think is gonna finish the season as a league rushing leader? We have Zeke in the league currently with twelve sixty two. We have our twelve, our one thousand two hundred and sixty-two. Yeah, we have Gurley right behind him with one thousand two hundred and three, and then we have Saquon behind him with one thousand one hundred and twenty-four. So, 
Saquon's in third, only 140 yards behind Zeke, and Gurley is only 50, yeah, yeah, 59 yards behind Zeke. So three games left to go. Who do you think is going to take it? Uh, I think it's going to be Saquon. Do you think it's going to be Saquon, the dark horse? Here's the reason why, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think Gurley, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, Gurley doesn't leave his pajamas the final game. He might not leave his pajamas the final game and a half, okay? So so Gurley is not – he's just going to see no action in the last game. They're going to clinch a first-round bye. They're going to – you know what I mean? So it doesn't make any sense. So he's probably not going to be playing. In all fairness, I think Zeke's going to be the same thing. I think they're going to have to do their final totals in this week and next week, and then Saquon, I think, will play all final three. Which is exactly why – I appreciate you illustrating that because that's exactly why I'm thinking Saquon. Because Saquon's not behind by much. You know what I mean? He's behind by, in Saquon's regards, a quarter. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's a half. He's a football half behind. So, you know, I, I think he's going to get that final game that he's going to play just as hard as he's been playing. And, uh, you know, I don't think Zeke and uh, Todd Gurley are going to be afforded the same opportunities. I, I do wonder. I will give my pick then, but... I mean, Zeke and Gurley, I think, will have the lead at least into the final week. Um, it would just depend on if they do play Saquon that final week for them to compete. Zeke plays Indy this week. I don't see them really doing much to stop him, so I expect him to have another good game. And normally I would expect Philly to limit Gurley, but Philly isn't up to the same snuff as they were last year. So I still expect Gurley to get his yards if he gets the carries and touches like he has been most of the season. Obviously not last week, though. Um, but I'm going to say I'm going with Zeke. Um, hmm. I do expect it to be close, though. Like, boom, boom, boom. Fuck you. All right. You know I am the president of the Saquon Barkley fan club. Okay. But I'm just saying I think it's too important to Zeke. I think he has the easier matchups because he plays Indy this week. And next week he plays Tampa. So I think he'll get his yardage. And then even if he doesn't play the final week, it might not be enough to hold on, but I think he'll have a good enough lead where he has a very good chance. So I'm taking Zeke. Okay. Uh, do you have an opinion on this rushing title between Zeke, Gurley, and Barkley? No. 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 <laughs> well, here's here's the beautiful part, though, right? You know, what's going to be funny is, keep in mind, if Saquon Barkley takes it, if he takes the rushing lead, here's the irony. He's going to he take it in front of Ezekiel Elliott because Dallas's final game of the year is it, Dallas yeah. at New York. So he's going to literally capture the title from Zeke in front of Zeke while Zeke sits on the bench and can do nothing about it. But you know what would be cool about it? It would be the third straight year where a rookie rusher has led the league in the NFL in rushing. Ah, yeah. That's pretty cool. That is a pretty cool stat. I dig that. Yeah. Zeke two years ago, Hunt last year, and then it would be Barkley this year. I love it. Yeah, so that would be really cool. I there's really no loser in any situation for me between Zeke and Barkley, though. Right. So, um, I got a quick question for you: Is Joe Flacco done in Baltimore? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. His Why? Con- his contract's too big. His contract's too big, and his level of play. So his mustache. Uh, yeah, it's kind of get it's getting weird. But um, no, yeah, his contract's too big, and he doesn't he doesn't sit up to the level of play. You know what I mean? I mean, he's not. He's not an X-Factor anymore. You know what I mean? I, frankly, I don't think he's ever been. You know, people had him in conversation with an elite quarterback, you know, four years ago. Like, get out of here. Like, I don't know. I just don't. Uh, no, absolutely not. I hope I hope his time is done. I'm sure that it is. I'm sure that it is. But let me ask you, is the right move, like, by all means, I am not a Joe Flacco fan, but is the right move 
with having to change your offense and the small sample size, the super small sample size you're getting from Lamar Jackson. So let me ask you a question. What offense, number one, Lamar Jackson is the offense. I mean, that's it. You've got an aging Michael Crabtree. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you don't you don't have incredible weapons on that offense at all whatsoever. They've been finding ways to win games. Had a really close game against Kansas City, but frankly, Kansas City offense, is, or their defense is the last ranked in the league. So, I mean, I'm not super shocked. But if not now, when? I guess would be my question, right? I mean, you don't really have an offense right now to begin with, so you're still establishing an identity on offense. Why would you want to invest time and effort into building an offense around a guy who you know for a fact isn't going to be there long term? Like maybe he's maybe he's not, you know, maybe he's there a couple years, right? But you know he's not your answer in four or five years. Like you know he's not going to be the guy. So why start rebuilding an offense that needs rebuilding around a great defense with Joe Flacco? I'm just asking because let me let me ask you something personally. Do you think Lamar Jackson can v- develop as a passer? Not to the caliber that they're probably going to need him to. No, definitely not in Baltimore. The reason I ask is because, yes, he brings a different impact to the offense running. And that's where a lot of his production comes out of. He does open up his passing window somewhat because of the threat of running. But like you already established, they don't really have any weapons too much on that offense. They kind of have Gus Edwards. They, They drafted some tight ends this year, which have been pretty good for them. Okay, but there's nothing at receiver. We don't know if either the running back position or the tight end position is going to change again going forward. And I'm thinking more, who gives you the better passing options going forward? And if you're going to bring in younger players, who's going to help them develop? And I'm sitting here and it's like, if you think Lamar Jackson can do that through a passing perspective, then okay, yeah, roll with him. Because then you have something to develop. And obviously they think that because they wouldn't have drafted him if they didn't. But... I was asking your opinion because I don't know if he can. I mean, I think he'll get better, but is him getting better still going to be solid standard for a quarterback in this league? Or is he still going to have to mostly rely on his running skills and then throw, you know, play-action passes here and there to God knows who yet? And, you know, the thing is, though, seriously, if we're going to be honest, right, and you look at, uh, you look at Lamar Jackson, I don't... I don't know that he's been like he's been really risky, you know, but, but and he hasn't his completion percentage hasn't been like phenomenal. But then again, you look at a guy like Baker Mayfield who who comes into uh, who comes into into Cleveland, right? He's got a much better receiving core. You know what I mean? He's got a much better paper team around him Absolutely. offensively. Offensively, a much better paper team. And their defense isn't like a complete joke, right? So, and Baker Mayfield, you know. Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Keep in mind, when he comes out of the Sooners, right, he actually had the, I think he had the record for the highest completion percentage in college football history coming out. I mean, it was crazy, his efficiency, right? So, I mean, definitely the highest of this past draft. And he's not that guy right now. I mean, he's got, what, 18, 19 touchdowns, 10 or 11 picks. Like, he hasn't been super efficient with the football either. So I think if Baker Mayfield transitioning into the NFL hasn't been super efficient with the football, and he was probably the efficiency king coming out of college, you know, you can maybe argue Rosen too a little bit. King. Uh, I don't know that you can knock, I don't know that we can knock Lamar Jackson just yet is all I'm saying. I'm just saying this is my show. I can knock whoever the fuck I want. No, I'm just... I'm playing. 
But no, I, I, I want, I don't want any young player not to succeed at this level. Sure, sounds like you don't. Well, yeah, well, you also get offended very easy. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the most easy. Right. The, well, you are the most easy from what I hear. But, um, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> but, Whoa. Um, no, so anyway, getting back to it, I don't want to see any young player fail. I don't want to see them have a hard time, and I want to see them get hurt or anything like that. But it's our job to study these players, give our opinions on how we feel like they're developing, where they could go going forward, and what they need to improve on. And I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying from what I'm seeing right now and what we know from his collegiate career is that he relies a lot on his athleticism, which is great, and it will help him, and it is very rare the kind of athleticism he has and what he can do going forward but if you can't if you can't win with joe flacco who like i said i am not a fan of but he had the arm talent okay to play well if you were doing that already and you have aging talent and you don't know if lamar jackson can even hit a decent level close to that and you're just gonna have to be running around and hope to like, I don't understand how you're going to build that offense. Uh, again, I, I'm not saying that Lamar Jackson's the end-all, right? The question initially was, is Joe Flacco's time basically over in Baltimore, right? Yeah. I think the answer to that is yes. But I'm not saying that Lamar Jackson is the absolute answer, right? But I also I think that should it be? Yes, it should be. Because if whether it's Lamar Jackson or somebody else— the Ravens organization need to feel a sense of urgency to replace an aging quarterback that is on a rapid decline. So, like, they've got to get... Here's the thing. Here's what I know for a fact. I know that Joe Flacco is not going to be the reason why you win a Super Bowl. He's not going to be. We're playing in a league right now that's way too competitive. They're in a division right now that's getting more competitive by the draft. So they, they can't afford to be in that division and have a quarterback that you know can't go out and win you a championship. And can't carry your team to some to some degree. Joe Flacco's been blessed with an amazing defense the entire time he's been there. You give Tom Brady, you give Aaron Rodgers, you give Andrew Luck, you give any of these top-tier quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, you give any of these guys the, the Ravens defense for as long as they've had it, for as long as Flacco's had it, and guess what happens? You get Super Bowls. Lots of them. Flacco hasn't been able to convert it. So, yes, it is his time because the Ravens need urgency, and they need urgency to move on. Right now, they're going to have that on Lamar Jackson because they drafted him at the end of the first round. So they feel an obligation because they pay, they're going to pay big money, and you don't draft somebody in the first round for them to not be a part of your franchise for the coming years. So you've got to ride out and try and develop them like they thought they could coming, into the, coming, you know, coming in when they drafted him. But the problem is, if that's not the guy, the Ravens are a very very reactive organization they don't proactively they don't proactively do these things like they don't they didn't proactively replace joe flacco when they probably should have earlier you know they don't have that sense of urgency on them so i i'm scared that they're going to be stuck with lamar jackson trying to make him something that he's not for too long that being said again i'm not counting the kid out right i'm just saying that yes it's joe flacco's time to move on i don't right now i don't think lamar jackson's the answer i hope they can make him the answer i like the kid i like the way he plays he plays with a lot of grit he's a real flashy guy he's not afraid to put his body on the line for the game you know there's a lot of traits that i really really like in a player not just a quarterback but I think if he's not the guy, they've got to find him and they've got to do it quick. Let me ask you this. Do you think John Harbaugh is there next year? Yeah, I would say so. You think? Yeah, I think he's had too much success to not be. 
there's there's a lot of, see I, I can't necessarily and Mike McCarthy's gone so who the fuck knows right? it, I, mean, I can't I really agree with that only because he, what has he accomplished over the past couple of years some of these years he's made the playoffs but he's never really run away with the division he's only made a real playoff push once and that's when they went to the Super Bowl you know what I mean so to say that he's done enough to keep his job especially when like you pointed out He's had Joe Flacco, where he, where he was supposed to be this talent and be able to develop him, but he never really took that next step after he got where he was. They never really added the talent around him that they thought would help because they brought in players with a draft or free agency and never really had them fit in that offense. Since they lost Ray Rice, they never really have been able to establish a running game. It's always been that defense mm-hmm. and then them retooling the defense and then getting trying to get Flacco to work. So they've constantly, like Dallas has been around 500 most years, which is slightly better, 500, slightly under. Um, I'm just saying, if you're moving Flacco, what are the chances Harbaugh gets moved to? Because that offense is going to have to seem like a brand new toy next year with sure. Lamar Jackson running and them having to bring in talent. So I just wonder if you start with a new coach as well. The only reason why I don't think so is because I think Harbaugh's been there long enough and proven enough and has enough of a relationship. Then again, this is Ozzie Newsom's last year as GM. Yeah. So who knows? New GMs typically want to bring in new coaches. You know what I mean? And, and listen, think about it again. I know, I know. obviously, you know, I'll fanboy this for a second, but, you know, Green Bay just brought in a new GM this past year. We're not even through a season. And for only the second time in Packers history, they let go of a coach in the middle of a season. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's just a common theme, right? Typically. Um, the only place that's not going to happen is Oakland because John Gruden runs the team. But at any rate, um, yeah, I don't think so, though, because I think he's got a new quarterback. Uh, I think they're going to give him next year to see what happens, but I think that he's going to be under a lot of pressure. I think he's whether the organization is giving him the pressure or not, he's got to feel it knowing that like he's got he's to win the division and a playoff game or two with Lamar Jackson next year to be relevant the following year. And, and here's the thing. It doesn't matter for him because if he gets fired, somebody else is picking him up immediately. Oh, yeah. So I believe it's that. not a big I deal. I definitely believe that. I think he'll but, get picked up almost instantaneously yeah. if he's let go. Yeah. There are probably already talks right now of like, hey, John, listen, hey, if, if, uh, you know, if anything happens, just know we're here. You know? So, like, I, I don't I don't foresee him going Maybe without a job Maybe somewhere like Denver? Oh, wow. Denver would be interesting. Uh <clears throat> that would be that would be interesting. A team that's typically historically built around a strong defense. Uh, so that'd be good. I, I would like to see him in Denver. I think that'd be an interesting little. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Experiment. Yeah, no, I was just curious. It's just I'm thinking overall from a team perspective, trying to build this team. Like I don't necessarily like the moves they made the past couple years, and I'm just trying to see how it all works. There's a lot of moving pieces, and I just don't know if the right combination they have right now is going to help at all. But I was curious on your intake. Um, but there, there's been smoke around Flacco, and I was curious. Um, Carson Wentz. He's out this week uh, in the game against the LA Rams. He might be out for the rest of the season. He has a stretch fra- fracture in his back. Is is Carson Wentz now injury prone? Is he an injury prone player? Ooh. You know, uh, if we're playing the if we're playing the numbers, yes, obviously. You know what I mean. Um, but at the same time, uh, I, I don't know. Ooh, man, that's a great question. I'm going to just say yes. I'm just going to say yes. Because, again, the problem is, like, 
it'd be naive of me to say no, because obviously every single season he's had something, right? Something has happened since he's been in the league. So, you, you know, that's that's tough, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I would say yes. Uh, as much as I can see where you're coming from, and I, well, I can't really argue your point, I'm still going to say no, just because it's still really early. You know what I mean? It's his third year. His first year was pretty much clean. He had an MVP season last year until he hurt his Achilles, which is a serious injury. Serious injury. He came back. He was still playing decent. He has this back fracture. I'm not really ready to say he's injury prone. Now, if he comes back next year, supposedly healthy, and then he gets hurt again, then I'll, I'll go on record saying he's injury prone. And I have a thing against injury prone players, as, as everyone that knows me knows. But I don't think I'm ready to say that yet. It's just a shame because we, we talk about a player who has shown the potential to be a top five quarterback. Maybe if you want to argue, maybe even cracks the top three. Someone with the talent you could see that could win MVP. I Hell, I would say last year he was the favorite until he got hurt. But with him, the injury last year, the injury this year, not knowing going forward, don't know how that offense is going to be retooled because they have no running game. They're, they're receiving targets outside of Ertz and Goddard or on the older side. Aguilar isn't, but he's more of a gadget player. I kind of like Jamal Adams, the kid in the running backfield, but yeah, um, I like him a lot. I don't, I don't know how they're going to protect him because the offensive line is aging as well, and I don't know where they're going to go and if it's going to help his injury problems going forward or not. And I like him too much. I don't want to see that. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch, but. I'm not ready to say he's injury prone, but there's been a lot of news there, and if it's a problem going forward. I got a question that uh, adds on to that. With him being out this game against the Rams, if Nick Foles comes in and has a good game. Let me ask you a question. Hold on, hold on. Good game. Does he have to win? Is no, your contingency no, beating no, the Rams? No, because I don't think whether Carson Wentz was nope. healthy in playing or if Nick Foles has a good game that they're going to win, period. Um, so no, I wouldn't say that, but if it's a competitive game, if it's a competitive game and Nick Foles doesn't have a bad game where he doesn't really have any turnovers and he's putting up a couple touchdowns and he has at least 250 to over 300 yards throwing and it's competitive. I mean, I think once is done for the year as it is, but if he wasn't, do you think they give Foles that job? If they make another run, let's say they make another push where they almost make the playoffs or they just barely get in for that sixth seat or something like that with Foles at quarterback. Are you singing a different tune next year? I think you'd have to be, honestly. I mean, I think you'd have to be because here's what I'm going to tell you. If Foles wins this game, somehow, some way, Foles pulls off the upset of the decade and wins this game. The upset of the decade probably already happened. It was probably Miami and New England, but uh, or New England and Miami, but Here's the thing. If Foles pulls out this win, man, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm on the Foles train. I'm there. I'm there. I'm riding it high uh, for sure. And I was the guy last year when I was counting the Eagles on every playoff game. Um, but uh, listen, yeah, if he wins this game, yes. I'll go as far as to say if he outplays Jared Goff in this game, I would almost feel the same way. Because here's the thing. I don't think Carson Wentz would have outplayed Jared Goff. Um, so if Foles, Foles can do it. Listen, I, to be honest with you, 
I, I only think there's probably two or three quarterbacks in football right now that can outplay Jared Goff. So uh, at the at the level of play that he's at right now, I understand you know the other week he threw four, five picks or whatever went crazy, but you know we've seen that from a lot of quarterbacks. We've seen that from Big Ben had a couple of really terrible games. You know what I mean? I mean, but yeah, I, I yes to answer your question, I would go. I, I think Foles would be the guy. See, it's it's. It's challenging to think, though, because you got Wentz in a draft, and he's young, and, you know. I'm the kind of person, just like the injury-prone thing, you have to show me for more than a small amount of time, or more than one season. Nick Foles' history says no, 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 no. But last postseason, he had a good postseason, right? And I didn't, I did not think he would do that. I doubted him, and I'm sitting here, and I'm still doubting him, because... You have to show me. You have to show me for more than just a span of games or one season. And I don't care who you are or what position you play. You have to show me. But in that same question, let me let me post something back to you. So remember, Nick Foles was never bad when he was in Philadelphia. When he went to L.A. Well, now the L.A. Rams. Right when he went to the Rams, he was abysmal. He couldn't work in that system. Comes back to Philly under a different coach. Ironically enough, still plays lights out football. So you're saying you have to show me more consistency. But I'll pose the same question back to you. Wouldn't Carson Wentz also have to show you more consistency in his in his inability or his ability to not get injured? Well, no, he, he would. But first off, Nick Foles Nick Foles had one really good year in Philadelphia before he left the first time. Hence the reason sure. that he left to begin with. He became a free agent because free agent because they didn't think he was the long term starter, and they moved him. And he went to the Rams. And couldn't even maintain the starting spot on that team before they had Correct. really anyone. So he comes back and he had by far even better than that one great year in Philly, his best run last year, taking over, going into the postseason. But I need to see it at a more consistent basis instead of being all over the place. Um, I believe even if he's successful, it'll be because of the system, not because of his talent level. I think hands down, Carson Wentz has the way better talent level. Basing strictly off talent, he will always be your starter. But in the right scheme, maybe not. But if Foles, as much as I hate to say it, if Foles were to step in, play the rest of this season, whether it's into the playoffs or not, and have just really strong outings, I think it's something you have to consider, especially with Wentz's injury, if maybe you let Foles start next season and then, you know, see how he goes from there. Not that I like that. I'm a big one supporter. I think one should be given the benefit of the doubt. He should have a longer leash. But like you said, his injury his injuries so far, you don't know. You don't know what you're going to get going forward. If he's going to ever be 100% healthy with the back problem, still getting over that Achilles, because that usually takes about a year and a half, if not two years, to fully come back 100%. And then how they protect him going forward, the weapons they put around him so he can get rid of the ball. He, he doesn't allow it to change the way he plays in his devil-may-care type quarterback play. But I just don't know. I just think it's something you have to consider, even though I hands down love Wentz more than Foles. In that system, if Foles comes out strong, it just might be better off that way. I don't know if you feel the same way, but it was just curious because with this new injury and it being his third season and he's already been hurt a year and a half, two years out of that, like, it was just... It's something to consider if you're Philly. Yeah, I agree. But, no, it's just... So when we're talking about levels of quarterback play, let me pivot here for a second, okay? Let me, uh, 
let me let me pivot a uh, let me pivot a bit of uh, you know a a, a bit of fanboy uh, only because only because uh, we had someone mention in between episodes and by the way we had a lot of uh, a lot of listens ton of engagement this past episode we super appreciate it so thank you I guess it it's takes not enough anymore it takes uh, it takes Lacey being bad cop but that's okay uh, I can I'm all super I'm all with it I'm all helps. with it I'm all with it so so somebody had commented in right where uh you know obviously i was riding high on rogers and numbers blah blah and they commented in you know rogers isn't the quarterback this year you know he's not a top what was it he's not a top tier quarterback this year or he's proving he's not a top tier quarterback this year right so he here would be my question okay oh you're asking me a question i'm asking general okay yeah you can answer sure so nobody else is gonna so uh would you consider tom brady a top tier quarterback right now yeah i still i still think he's top five in the league okay so tom brady then that would be a top tier quarterback obviously right I mean, depending on what you consider a tier yeah. sure okay so here's what's super interesting okay and i'm, I'm gonna run a segment really quick on stats being deceiving for just a second so tom brady top tier quarterback i'm gonna read you off tom brady's yards his touchdowns and his interceptions Tom Brady's coming into this week with 3,700 yards on the nose, 23 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Let me read you Aaron Rodgers' stat line. 2,700 yards on the nose, exactly the same. 23 touchdowns, exactly the same. One interception, seven less. So Aaron Rodgers is coming into this week. The, the, the passer, uh, the completion percentage. Tom Brady is uh, is 65%. Aaron Rodgers is just over 62. So there's about a two and a half, a little over two and a half uh, percentage difference in completion percentage between Brady and Rodgers. Rodgers makes up that difference in touchdown to interception ratio. So what's interesting is, right, your perception of the team because they're losing changes how you view the quarterback position. So just a couple quick stats for people out there too that have a perception problem. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and rattle off some wild numbers. Okay, wild, wild numbers. Right, passing offense. I'm gonna hit one, two, one through three. You ready? Number one, pretty obvious. Tampa Bay. Oh, Kansas City. Oh, Kansas City after this week. Number one. Number two, because we talked about it before the episode. So number two, Tampa. Bay. So the Tampa Bay coming into this week prior to the Chiefs game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the number one passing offense in the league. If you look back at it and you really dissect it's it, you can magic. see it. You, you can really see it. Number three, Pittsburgh. Okay. So Tampa Bay's in there and you're like, you're thinking to yourself, what the fuck? Tampa Bay? No way. Like you would have never even named them in the top 10. Okay. Because they can't win games. We go to rushing, rushing offense. Number one, Seattle Seahawks, two, Houston Texans, three, the Carolina Panthers. You see Seattle Seahawks at number one, and you're thinking to yourself, get the fuck out of here. No way. No way, Jose. You want to know what they all have in common? Not even feeling it. Go ahead. You, you want to take a guess or you know? No, go ahead. They all have Russian quarterbacks. Uh, some more than others, but yeah, I would agree. Well, yeah, I mean, you think of rushing quarterbacks in the league, Russell Wilson. Sure. Yes, he can throw the ball. He runs the ball as well. Deshaun Watson. 
Yes, he can throw the ball. He runs the ball as well. Cam Newton, he can kind of throw the ball hmm. some games, but he rushes the ball as well. So you add, that, you add that onto the fact that who do they have in Houston? Surprisingly, Lamar Miller is having one of his best years, if not his best year so far of his career this year, surprisingly. Um, in Seattle, you have Chris Carson and Davis, who mm-hmm. are both just solid backs, Carson being sure. a rookie, so we don't know. Um, and then you have Christian McCaffrey in right. Carolina. Oh, yeah, so, I'm, not, I'm not debating oh, no, no, Carolina, no, no, really, saying, or Houston. The common is not only do they have decent to good running backs, but they have quarterbacks who can run because the running backs aren't going to do it alone in Houston and Seattle to get them at those rankings. So the quarterbacks are going to have to help. And Christian McCaffrey is very good overall, but strictly in rushing yards, he's not top three. So it's going to have to come from the quarterback as well. So that's the common denominator between all of them. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I don't disagree. I'm just saying well, that... Well, yeah, because you can't. I'm just saying that uh, Seattle being number one would not have been something someone would have guessed, right? Uh, and then last being defense, obviously, number one being the Buffalo Bills. Most people probably would have guessed that. Uh, two being the Ravens, three being the Bears. So not a humongous surprise there, really. Bills actually probably the most surprising at number one. People would have guessed the Bears because a lot of talk around that defense and the Monsters in the midway coming back. People would have guessed Baltimore, but again... The Bills suck ass, so like no one's thinking they've got Dallas. Defense. Uh, get the fuck out of here, Dallas. Uh, any rate, anyway. Aren't they fourth overall in total defense? Uh, something like that. Fourth, yeah. fifth, sixth, ninth, twentieth. I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, just uh, just a quick shout out on that on that uh, half that Rodgers is still having statistically a solid year. Uh, they're just not winning football games. You know, I do recall it was only a couple months ago where you were arguing that Dallas's defense was barely better than the Kansas City defense. First of all, that was not even this this football season. That was in the off season. Sure, it was. Uh, all right, and going into the season, Kansas City's ranked what? Thirty second. Thirty second, last in the league, and Dallas is number four. So I can see how it's kind of close in your opinion. Not really, but okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, throwing out statistics out there. Sure, sure, right, right, right. So there was a couple games that happened between Thursday and tonight. That Denver game should be over. You should check the final score while we're at it. But Thursday night we had Chargers, Kansas City. Chargers won. I picked them to win, motherfucker. Does that surprise you? No. No. Don't like hostile AC. You don't like hostile AC? No. What? Aww. <laughs> what? Aww. Shut up. Now um, I'm bitch lazy. Jays. All right, so... <laughs> oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just, uh, Go back to look at the score. Just but kidding, just kidding, just kidding. No, the Chargers, the Chargers I picked to win, and we knew it would be a close game, but Kansas City is now somewhat deprived of a run game. Now, granted, I don't, I don't know if you know who this Williams kid is, but this Williams kid comes in, has 10 carries, 6 catches, for 49 yards, 2 touchdowns, and 74 yards receiving. So it's not anything that blows the doors off of anyone, but... It was very dependable for never hearing about the kid before. Mahomes had his typical good stat line, roughly 250 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. But the Chargers let a comeback. They scored 14 points in the final five minutes or so, and then balls it out like we very see we see teams very rarely do. Just they're nothing but balls. That's it. Because I love balls. They, Hmm. Go ahead. That explains a lot. The round ones. They they, they, they tie it up. <laughs> that was a well, good one. They, they score good their one. second good touchdown one, towards the end of the game. Instead of going for the tie, they go for two. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. They go for two. That and the dude was wide open in the end zone. I don't know if it was a blown coverage. 
if he just snuck out of the backfield or what. But, I mean, just wide open and win the game on a ballsy two-point conversion to beat the Chiefs. There's there's so many things that go into this. I already thought the Chargers were a lock for the playoffs, but does this guarantee it even more? And what are the chances that Kansas City now loses its number one seed to the Patriots? Uh, no chance that they lose the number one seed you to the Patriots. You don't think there's any chance? Absolutely not. Um, no, not entirely. Not at all. But, but here's the thing. Chargers, I'm not surprised the Chargers won that game at all whatsoever. They've got a tremendously better defense than Kansas City, right? And well, Kansas City Kansas has no Kareem Hunt. Right, but they could have been, the Chargers could have been ranked 30th, which would not have been tremendously better. But I think the Chargers are in the top 15, top 12. You know, they're up there. Yeah, maybe 15, 16, 17, somewhere, somewhere in that ballpark. But at any rate, they're way better than Kansas City. And Kansas City, no Kareem Hunt. They haven't been able to find that. I mean, obviously, this game, that fucking weird-ass dude went off. That was cool. But, like... <laughs> that was cool. But, uh, you know, again, I just... Kansas City without a defense and now a lackluster run game, no chance. I just... I think people are... Is it possible there could be a team in the playoff hunt being slept on more than the Chargers? Oh, no. Absolutely not. This is... Listen, this is what Phil Rivers lives for, okay? <laughs> this is his career. His career has been... Literally, an elite talent quarterback that's never even mentioned in the top 10, like, ever. Everybody forgets this guy exists, seriously. He's been an underdog his entire career, and he's been a phenomenal quarterback his entire career, and he's had nobody, aside from Antonio Gates, his entire career. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, he had a pretty good running back, I hear, one time. Yeah, one time. Uh, but, uh, but listen, seriously, I... I just don't – no, I don't think this is an uncommon place for them, but everybody sleeps on them every year. Phil Rivers is used to it. Let me ask you something. How much of a percentage do you give him? Give them to come out of the AFC and make the Super Bowl? Uh, real possible. Yeah, I think there's a, a solid 60% chance we see the Chargers. Well, I think there's I a – so I think there's an 80 – I think there's an 80% chance we see the Chargers in the AFC Championship game. Super. I'm going to say 100 almost. They're going to the AFC Championship game. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I think there's a really good chance we see the Chargers in the Super Bowl. Really good chance. So you're saying they're, they're going to get a wild card spot. But they'll have to play either the winner of the AFC North or they're going to have to play the Texans. Okay? Wait a second. Are they going to get a wild card spot? They're going to get a wild card spot. You don't think they're winning the division? What's the record now? Are they both have two losses? They both have three losses. They're, They're both, both eleven three and three. Losses. Both have eleven and three. What's the remaining schedule? So that's interesting because I'm looking at that now, and when I when I read it off to you, you're gonna say that the Chargers are gonna win the division, I'm which is kidding. perfect because they were my preseason picks to win that division. I know it's gonna be great. So, well, maybe not. So the Chiefs Sunday night go to Seattle and play Seattle, that's a, a Seattle game. team that's gonna need to win. Yeah. So that's a needing a to win Seattle team. The Ravens go to L.A. to play the Chargers that same week. So I, I That's favor another the, tough game. It's going to be a tough game, but I think the Chargers are going to definitely outplay them. Um, so I think the Chargers are going to win, and I think Both it's going to be a coin toss. Oh. No, no, that game against the Ravens. And I think it's going to be a coin toss on the uh, Seattle game. On the Seattle. Do you, game. And you said they're playing in Seattle? In Seattle. Okay. Toughest stadium to play at by far. So then you go to the following week. Here's what gets interesting. The Chiefs play the Raiders. That's a win. Right. That's Yeah, no question. That's definitely a win. Or it should be. Um, but then the Chargers play the Broncos. 
you would think the Chargers are going to win that game. But the Chargers are only going to win the game if they have something to play for. You mean the Chiefs? Chargers play the Broncos. Chiefs play the Raiders. The final game. Oh, I thought you said the two Chargers games. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Oh. Chargers play... Okay, so next week. Yeah. Chargers, because they're already done this They play game. Seattle. Yep. The Chargers... No, 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 no. Oh. The Chargers play the Ravens. Okay. So Chargers play the Ravens. Okay. Kansas City plays Seattle. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. Um, and then next week, Kansas City plays Oakland. Got you. And then the Chargers play... Uh, Denver. Denver. Okay, so I think they each walk away with at least one win. I think the Chargers beat Denver, and I think Kansas City beats well, the Raiders. The Raiders, of course. Okay, so <clears throat> the Kansas City and Seattle game will be tough. I think that'll be a true test for Kansas City and where they're at now, because they're going to go into a super hostile territory with another playoff-bound team if they keep playing the way they are. A quarterback that's hard to cover between the fact that he can throw and run the ball. A solid run game against the 30-second run defense. Or the 30-second total defense. They're going to have to rely on their offense. And in that kind of hostile territory against a pretty good defense, I don't. I want to see... That'll be a true test whether they win the division or not, whether they win that game or not, how they're going to handle the playoffs. But here's what's so crazy, though, right? I agree with you, by the way, 100%. I think this is going to be a big test to them. Because, again, you're playing in the toughest stadium in the NFL, okay? Against a okay defense, right? Not abysmal, not great, but a really solid run game. Here's what I think is going to be. Here's what I think is going to be funny. Or here's what I think is just hilarious about the situation. Do you understand? The Chargers can go. Either one of those teams can go from being, think about this, not only winning the division, but but possibly a first-round bye. So you can go from a wild card to a first-round first round bye, bye in one game. Yeah. The difference of one game can be a wild card spot and a first-round bye and home field advantage. Yeah. How crazy is that? Like, I don't remember the last time that we've been in a situation like this. You can have a first-round bye and home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs, or you could be a wild card. Do one more thing and check for me. Have... Yeah, okay, they would have. Who won the first time? Who won the bat, the head-up matches between Kansas City and L.A.? L.A. Both times? No, Kansas City won, L.A. won. Oh, so they both won one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it split there. I was curious because if it didn't end up in the tie, like the tiebreakers and stuff like that, how it would have been decided. But, all right, call your shot now. As of right now, who's winning the division? Chargers. Agreed. I think it's the Chargers now that you say that because even Kansas, Kansas City can still do it. I think they can beat Seattle. I know, I know they'll beat Oakland. But I feel safer saying not only will L.A. beat Denver, but they'll beat Baltimore as well. Even though I like Baltimore's defense, they'll limit L.A. They'll make it a small game. But I think the L.A. defense will also limit Baltimore. Make it close, and I think LA has the right mentality and the right fight for what they're trying to accomplish compared to Baltimore. Oh, for sure. But we talk about it, Baltimore could still steal that division from Pittsburgh. And so now all of a sudden you have all these different storylines tied up. Pittsburgh can hold on if the if the Ravens Pittsburgh did take the division. Off. The Ravens are taking that division, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are falling out of the playoffs. They are not going to be the You don't think the they're going to make the playoffs at all? No, not at all. They're not making the playoffs. No way. 
That's a bold statement. Again, the three teams they have left are, are what? They play Patriots this week. Yeah, they're going to get beat. Because yeah, they also have Connor again without this week. Right, exactly. They're without Connor this week. Tom Brady is 11-2 and two versus the Steelers. And they're pissed off. They're and butthurt. they're real mad coming off of that loss. So, yeah, it's game over. The like, Belichick butter is real. Yeah, I'm sorry, Ben, but, like, Belichick's going to make you look like a fool. His ass so, is chapped. So that's done. Then the next week, they go and play for – they play uh, New Orleans. And New Orleans is going to be playing for a first-round bye. So they're going to be playing tough football. And they play in New Orleans, if I'm right. Yeah, I believe you're right. So they travel to New Orleans. They lose both of those games. Guaranteed. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. The only game left on the Ravens schedule that they lose is the game against the Chargers next week. It's the only game left that they lose. And then they finish out the season at Cincinnati. Yeah, right. And Cincinnati's abysmal. So the only game they lose... A bitch ball. A bitch ball. Uh, Pittsburgh finishes out at Cincinnati, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. At, Cincinnati. Right. at Pittsburgh. They, yeah, they so they're, they're abysmal. They'll, they'll win that game. Okay? So they'll win two out of their... They'll win one out of their next three. Baltimore is going to win two out of their next three. Guaranteed. So, I mean, that puts them ahead of the, the Steelers. And then who is going to be in the wild card, right? Guaranteed in the AFC, you've either, you either got the Chargers or the Chiefs taking one of those wild card spots for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then you know who else is taking one? Miami. Uh, Miami? Miami's taking the other one. I don't know. I think Indy takes the other one. Ah, uh, you're right. You're right. But it's going to be close. Indy, they're all the same record. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. It's going to be close because they all have the same record. No, the I'm right part. What? The fact that you're like, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. That could, <laughs> that could be a possibility. Yeah, absolutely. See, I know this is always the case, but you always like to argue it. So you actually getting it on air, whether you knew you did it or not, I just had to get you to say it again. Because um, your mouth's usually locked up. But, you know, I'm right. Remember that, guys. Messed up. But, um, no, I, th- I do agree. I agree with both of them that there's two coming out of the West. There's, I think there's two coming out of the South. And like we discussed last week, the Ravens could take that from Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh falls out of the playoffs, Tomlin's gone. You think Tomlin's definitely He's gone? He's got to be gone. He's got to be gone. He has to be gone. But with their keeping coach's history, and the fact that he still has been successful in Pittsburgh, you think he's definitely gone? He needs to be. Really? I, man, I, listen, I don't know that he needs to. I don't know that I'm that wildly passionate about Tomlin being gone. I was say, I think I would keep him unless you really want to go a different way, but I think I would keep him. Can I tell you that I think the theme of the NFL is, is this? You like, can tell me whatever you like. I really hate the amount of complacency that exists in the NFL from a co- from not only a coaching perspective, right? But just I feel like teams have a lot of complacency. Like they get complacent super quick. And I feel like you just can't. Again, the only reason why I would, you know what? I don't know. I, I was quick to jump the gun on Tomlin being gone, but you're like, I was, I was a bit quick. I was a bit quick. I'm a quick draw. But I mean, listen, they lost what five of their last six games or something, Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, like they lost a ton of games recently. They can't stay healthy at the running back position. James Conner's probably the guy, but even so, their defense hasn't been great this year. So, like, I, I just, I don't know what's left for Pittsburgh to do, right? I mean, Big Ben's going to be gone soon, for sure, right? He's got two seasons max. I was going to say, this is turning into an AFC North Division episode. I was going to say, is Big Ben gone next year? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe. You can give me both I answers mean, as you go. I'm it, just linking the two yeah, together. Yeah, I, I think that if Tomlin, if Ben goes, Tomlin should go. 
I really do think that. I do think if Ben goes, Tomlin should go. What if it's go. the other way around? Do you think Ben should go if Tomlin goes? Uh, I think the decision is Ben's. I don't think the organization is anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the decision is Ben's if he retires or not. Um, but I, I just can't fathom. I don't know. It, it's that that's a tough team for me because again, the other thing you have to look at right is it's not like we're playing in. I don't know. It's not like we're playing in the South. Right, where like you really look at one team and you're like, all right, that's the team to be, you know, or you know, it's not like it's not a tough competitive division, okay? But come next year, you could have three teams competing for the division. That's scary. Like if you're in a division that's that hyper competitive, right? And there's only three super competitive divisions in football right now, and it's that one. It's the NFC North and the NFC South. Those are the only three hyper competitive, and you could you can get you can maybe say the NFC East too, but the thing is this: first of all, the NFC is the way 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 superior better conference. conference, way better, way better, okay, tremendously better, okay. So those three divisions or those three divisions are super tough. The NFC East you can say too, but the NFC isn't isn't tough because you have a bunch of good teams. The NFC East you is have... tough because you have a bunch of shitty teams that show up sometimes. <laughs> You have the Patriots, who is clearly the older brother, and then three little brothers trying to compete with him. Oh, in the AFC yeah. East, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the NFC East, I'm saying like the NFC East is a is a is a tough division for me to say is competitive or interesting because like you always aside from last year, right? But in the NFC East, like you typically have a couple teams that are just fighting to be relevant. Like, you don't ever have a team that, like, runs away with it necessarily. Last year, obviously, Philly. But, you know, aside from that, like, you don't really have a team that just runs away and goes crazy, typically, in the NFC East. You've got, like, a battle back and forth where it could almost be one of three teams until, like, the final two or three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not super sparse where you have somebody with 12 wins every year and then a bunch of people with shit. So, um... So, yeah, but uh, I don't know that Tomlin's gone. I don't know that Ben's gone, truthfully. I don't know the answer to either of that. I'd love to see Tomlin gone because I'd like to spike that controversy in there. Um, but uh, And I'd love Ben gone because I think Ben's fucking trash. So, uh, you know, I would, I would, yes. Well, I don't know if this will be shocking or controversial to you. I'm going to say this. Harbaugh's gone next year. Ooh, disagree. Tomlin's there. Wow. Big Ben's gone. Hmm. Who replaces Big Ben? I don't know if he's on there or not. I think they give Mason Rudolph a fighting chance for the starting spot. They drafted him for that reason. And there's not like there's a bunch of huge names. So I actually think at least for next year, it would be Mason Rudolph. See what they got. Whether it's just solid or they feel like they actually have something there. I mean, you still got Antonio Brown. You still got Juju. You're going to have Connor. You know what I mean? You still have the offseason. There's going to be some decent offseason acquisitions that they'd be able to get. Especially on the defensive side of the ball, which I think they need. Yeah, big time. So, they've had some unfortunate hits on the defensive side of the ball. They've drafted a lot on defense to not hit on who they're taking. Well, I think they've had some good Ryan Shazier, TJ Watt. Oh, I, I love TJ Watt. TJ Watt, absolutely a hit. Ryan Shazier, I loved. He was my favorite player on that team, but we see where he's at. Yeah, but listen, come on. that You can't put that against Pittsburgh. You cannot I'm not putting that, that against them, but I'm saying that's still something that didn't fall their way. They've had good defensive talent drafted. But I can be like Bud Dupree, Casey Hayward, who is playing solid, but not to the level which they draft him. The kid that they got at corner, they drafted, uh, who's the safety they drafted this year? 
Um, they drafted a safety that they expected to come in and start, but most people had him projected as a second or third round pick, and they took him in the first. It's just, I think they're trying too hard that they're overreaching, whether free agents or draft, and they're coming up short too often. But, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's drastic if Pittsburgh complete. The past couple of years, they could have been competing for the Super Bowl. That was their talent level. And not only oh, have they not. Paper, for sure. Yeah. Not only have they not, but if they don't make the playoffs at all this year, come on. And Big Ben's been hurt. Oh, I think, I think, let me guess, let me tell you this. First of all, I think Tomlin's got a better shot of being gone than Harbaugh does. I'm going to go ahead and say that. To all of your points, I think the writing is on the wall for Mike Tomlin way more than it is for John Harbaugh. I totally disagree. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Plus, the fact that Tomlin in that organization, he's only the third coach ever. They just don't fire coaches. Yeah, but they're fucking stupid. Like, that doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make it right. Like, fuck the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because here's the problem, You say that makes them stupid, but they have the most Super Bowls out of any team. Listen, I get you, and I totally understand, but it's because they did it, they've done it, through primarily one coach. Chuck Noll. So, like, okay, Chuck cool. Chuck Noll, Cool. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, here's the problem. Here's the problem, and here's the reason why, to my speech really quick, and I'll, we'll, pull, do, we'll do another poll. The problem is no one will listen to my episode here, my logic, so they'll all vote with you probably like they did last time. But anyway, so here's oh, what happens, yeah, right? That's yeah, that's what happened. All okay. the dummies. No, but seriously, so here's the problem, right? John Harbaugh. Does he have an arguable top five quarterback in Joe Flacco? Absolutely not. No. Arguably not even top 15. And there's only 30 teams in the league for those to even count. He's probably not even a top 15 quarterback. Okay? So do you have a top five arguable quarterback in Big Ben? People could argue that that's the case. Definitely top 10. You could argue he's top 10 easily. You could no argue one, maybe he's top 10. No one's even talking about Joe Flacco in the top 20 almost. I mean, literally that bad. Running back talent. Le'Veon Bell or James Conner. Are you talking about them in the top 10 conversation? No question. No doubt. You're talking about them in top five conversation. Top five conversation. Nobody in Baltimore are you talking about top five from wide receiver. Wide, or from a running back standpoint. Wide receiver. Antonio Brown, top three in the league. Baltimore. An aged Michael Crabtree. Faux get it. Faux get it. No way. But the thing is, we're not just talking about this season. We're talking about over the past couple seasons. And yes, they both have been letdowns. I'm totally going to agree with you there. I just think Mike Tomlin's in a better situation. And if you're just comparing... But here's the thing. Jim John Harbaugh is going to win the fucking division. Like, he's going to win the division with no one. Like, get out of this. You're out of your mind right now. You're out of your mind. Mike Tomlin has everybody and can't win games. All right, so let's make that the poll. Let's make that the poll this week. Done. Who... And so after people vote, the Who's viewers got the vote better chance of, of getting fired. Of getting fired. Yeah, Mike Tomlin or John Harbaugh, and we'll have the people vote. Good with it. Power I to the people. It. Yeah, the, the smart ones. Power exclusively to the smart uh, ones. AKA only if all, I win, were they smart? All the people who listen to this show consistently are smart because oh, they listen to the show consistently. consistently. Agreed. <laughs> so we totally got off track there. We jumped from the AFC West to the AFC North. Um, Houston and Jets played tonight. Close game. Houston pulled it out. How are you feeling about Houston in the playoffs? Uh, really scared. Really fucking scared. Because you won within one score of Sam Darnold. <laughs> so, like, I'm fucking afraid bad if I'm Houston. 
I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I mean, obviously, it's not a good thing if they're playing close games with lesser teams. But they've also come out with the win, no matter good or bad teams, in those close games, which I also think helps them in the playoffs. So, I'm not feeling the greatest, but I'm also not super discouraged. But right now in the AFC, I would say they're probably the fourth best team as of right now. Better than anyone in the AFC North. And better than Indy right now. Right they're, now. They're the fourth best team in the AFC. The behind, Houston Texans. Behind Kansas City, the Patriots, and LA. I think they're better than Pittsburgh. I think they're better than Baltimore. And I think right now they're better than Indy. Okay. Yeah, no. Sure. All right. Well, the third game then, the one that ended while we, while we started the show, was Cleveland at Denver. Cleveland held on to win 17-16. Does that shock you? No. Are you feeling the dough rising when it comes to Baker? I'm uh, sorry. I tried so hard to make that a good pun, but it just not was not really. Good. No. Because the rest of the team is playing better than he is. So, no. I mean, he had two touchdowns. No picks, if I'm correct. Uh, he had a pick. He had one pick. And one fumble. Oh, he, I did not see the fumble. Okay. So, he had a pick and a fumble. And again, his stats on the year, I think he's got like 18, 19 touchdowns and like 10 or 11 picks. His completion percentage isn't great. No, and but he's for a rookie for quarterback yards. starting in Cleveland. <clears throat> right. But but your thing is, is the dough rising? And I don't think so. I don't think he's playing better football today than he was playing when he started in Cleveland. I don't think he's gotten any better. Oh, I think he's gotten better. Mm. I'm not saying Hugh leading bound. I think you can see it. I think he's getting, he's, he's better. And... I don't think he'll be the coach next year, but the turnaround since Greg Williams taken taken over as interim, oh, I, I think you can see just the change in that team, the way they're playing, the different styles they're playing, the way they've, they've won almost every game since he's been interim head coach. But again, here's what you got to think about, right? Here's what you got to think about. What you got to think about is the level of the play of the people around him. The defense is definitely playing better. No question. Okay? Ooh! The... Did Garrett... Go ahead. You keep going. I want to check to see if Garrett had a sack. Continue. Uh, and I think that the rest of the team around him is playing significantly better. I don't think... I just don't think Baker Mayfield is playing significantly better. That's all I'm saying. That's it. All right. Well, we're going to play one more game quick before we do our picks and end this episode. Good deal. I want you to bring up the free agent list for next year. Do it right now. My phone's dead. Your phone's dead. All yep. right. So you've already failed. Okay. Correct. So... What I want to do is I'm going to give you some of the top teams in that are projected in cap space for this upcoming offseason. And I want you to kind of put some free agents with teams. I want to just try to spruce them up a little bit. All right. So <clears throat> th- this is the top three teams in cap space. You can pick either one, any one of them, and you can go with whatever free agents you know that you think will help that Can team. I guess? Sure. Jets. Jets is second. Indianapolis. That's first. Uh, third is tough for me, but I'm going to say Denver. Denver's not even in the top ten. Shit, I'm way out. Third is Buffalo. Oh, of course. Right, yeah. I'm um, right. sure. Fourth is Cleveland. Fifth is Oakland. But Oakland can make more room by cutting, uh, Jordy Nelson, Roberts at receiver, bunch of people they can move around and cut. There's a couple people on their offensive line if they didn't want to resign, um, to make even more cap room. But the top three are Indy, the Jets, and Buffalo. Okay. So picking any of them. Uh-huh. 
and the free agents you know there to be. Okay. All right, because obviously we don't know if anyone's going to get tendered again or whatever. Who are you having sign who or pick up who to make them better and compete next year? I would need to know offensive free agents. At what position? Generally speaking, running back, wide receiver. Um, All right, well, we know Le'Veon Bell is going to be a free agent. Yeah, here's what I would love. Here's what's game over. Here's what's game over for the AFC South. If Earl Thomas goes to Indianapolis and they grab Le'Veon Bell, the AFC South will be the Colts for as long as luck exists because it's going to be game. It's a wrap. It is a wrap. They've got a strong tight end in Eric Ebron who might as well be a slot receiver, right? It's a they've, big ass slot receiver. They've got right, I you know, but he he just sucks up such in the middle of the field. Um, and then obviously, you know, you get T. Y. who's really blowing it up. They've got no running back adding Le'Veon Bell. They've got no defense adding Earl Thomas to build behind it. And you still, by the way, will have a shit ton of cap space left over. Probably. So I brought up some of the top free agents going into next year, and most of it is defense. Oh got, yeah, there's some big names on defense. You got Le'Veon Bell. Big times. You got Kareem Hunt, okay? Yeah, he's he's on the exempt he's list, out. okay? You got Golden Tate, Teddy Bridgewater, Trent Brown, and Daryl Williams at offensive tackle. Yeah, not a lot. They of all fall in the top names. twenty-five. Not a big a lot. Not a lot of offensive names. So, I don't know if you really, I don't really like Le'Veon Bell in Indy. I really don't. I mean, from a pure talent perspective, you're like, oh, top quarterback, give him a top running back, unstoppable. But Boom. not just not just a top running back. Remember, Le'Veon's ability to get out of the backfield and catch passes in the flat and make people miss is huge. <clears throat> and when you don't have, because here's the thing, when you run an offense like Indy does, and you don't have a lot of reads, okay? When you well, you don't have a lot of talent reads, okay? The checkdown is a popular is a popular option, right? That dump pass in the middle is a popular option, and it needs to be. Marlo Mack. Or Le'Veon Bell, and remember, they're where they're at. They're a playoff contending team right now, with again nobody. They've got two players, three if you count Quentin Nelson. <laughs> like what? So when you look at that, I think Le'Veon Bell makes all the sense in the world on that offense. Because again, they can keep nobody honest in their running game. Nobody, no defense in the world. Okay, you know how many? You know what defense is doing? They're running. They're rushing four. <laughs> like you know, I mean, like there, there's no safety in the box at all. The safety's in the opposing end zone, and Indy is on like their own twenty. Okay, like seriously, the threat is non-existent. So, and they're still putting up crazy points. Ty is still finding success, and Eric Ebron's still finding tremendous success. So you get Le'Veon Bell in there, and man, it's dangerous. I'm not giving Le'Veon. This is my problem. You're gonna pay him the kind of money he wants, which is the whole problem in Pittsburgh, and then bring him to Indy and still have it be more of a passing offense. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I think I think right now, out of all those teams, I like him at the Jets the most. I think you add him to the Jets with the who will be a second year quarterback making progressions. You add some other pieces because they're gonna have to add pieces on defense. Mm-hmm. They need to find a receiving target. Okay, Anua's nice. Robbie Anderson's nice, but they're not number ones. That they might oh, oh. be number twos. You know, I think I mean? he's going to the Jets. Oh, no question. Well, no, I think he's going to the Jets. I would love just to see him in Indy. I've, I've talked about that before. Where do you think Le'Veon Bell's yeah. going? We said I said the Jets from day one because the Jets the Jets are going to be willing to pay him the stupidest amount of money, and that's all Le'Veon Bell cares about. So that's why I think he's going to be there. Well, I'm just saying if I if I take the free agents that are there to be with one team, I'm putting him with the Jets. What I would like to see Indy do is what do you think 
about with some of the receivers coming up on ages and turmoils with their current teams about them trading for either Julio Jones or AJ Green. They have the cap space. They have extra picks. Do you like either one of them with Andrew Luck? I mean, AJ Green's 30, 31. So he's coming down at the end of his career, but he's still a really good receiver. Great receiver. Um, if Cincinnati could get a couple picks from, and they can, they you know, Indy could add that piece there for Luck. I mean, I think still maybe they try to add something in the run game through free agency or draft, but they kind of have a couple solid pieces now with Mac, Naeem Hines, stuff like that, Jordan Wilkins. Um, I don't think they're ready to move on from them. You, like you said, they have Eric Ebron. They they built that offensive line. I think Super they're going to focus on the defensive line, but if you can add a receiver with T.I. Hilton like A.J. Green or Julio Jones, I think that's the way you go. Um, I, like I said, I think Le'Veon hmm. Bell kind of goes to the Jets. What's kind of interesting is that you know who else is in the top 10 for cap space? Houston and Seattle. And they're both playoff teams. Yeah. So you're talking about playoff teams with top 10 no cap space as well. Is there anyone you'd like to see go to Houston or Seattle that they might be able to add? I mean, naming some of the defensive players if you wanted some of the defensive what players. Like. You know who I would really, really, really like You got Seattle. Tank, Trey Flowers, D. Ford. Frank Clark, who's there now, but he's supposed to be a free agent. Earl Thomas. Can I tell you who I really Landon like Collins. There? Yo, throw Landon Collins in Indy. I think I'd like that too. But uh, just a strong safety. Ha-ha Clinton Dix. In Indy would be fantastic. You know, you know what I think would be nasty in either Indianapolis <coughs> or Seattle? And Seattle already does a pretty good job of getting to the passer, right? But I would love to see Demarcus Lawrence in either of those places. I think that would be ridiculous. I don't see Dallas letting him go, but I think that would yeah, be this is ridiculous. I think it would be great. Because he is a free agent. So Well, that's – I mean, you got to remember, Jadavion Clowney might be gone as well. So True, he's also Do you try agent. to keep Clowney – would you rather tra- them try to keep Clowney, mm-hmm. or do you think that you let him go instead of trying to keep him and then just sign someone like Tank? I think you're going to pay a lot more money for Tank, but I think if you have the cap space, you do it. Curious. Curious. No, I mean, like like I said... Tank being DeMarcus Lawrence. Landon Collins is a free agent. Ha-ha is a free free agent. You got... I think Ha-ha probably gets re-signed in, in Washington. Tyron Matthews going to be a free agent. Indomitian Sue. Ezekiel Ansa. Preston Smith. Brandon Graham. Yo, Ziggy Ansa? Ziggy Ansa would be nice, too, in any of those teams. You know, a team that hasn't had... A guy that hasn't had a tremendous amount of impact, but is on a very poor defense overall and up there in Detroit. So, uh, I think that would be interesting to see, too. Yeah, it's just, it's super interesting this time of the year. I mean, the players players are still going to be tagged. There's going to be players that go that you don't expect. Do you think Eric Berry is almost done in Kansas City? I say that because he's been hurt the past couple of years. He came back from lymphoma. He got hurt this year and just made his first return game for this season. He's up there in age. I think he's 29-30 already. And you're on a defense that's one of the worst in the league. I think you get rid of him from a cap space perspective, probably, and then try oh, and, and then try and build in some talent. Um, but I think they will. But I don't think it's the right call. You know, listen, I, I love Eric Berry. I think he makes any team he goes to almost really good. You know, if not great. So that's the, that's my take there. All right. Well, I was just curious. Landon Collins, I think, is interesting. I would really like to see where he goes. Whether yeah. he stays with the Giants, I hope move, not, or moves on to a different team. I just think it'd be really fucking interesting 
where you get that level of player, especially if it's on a, a playoff team next year. Um, but okay, Jadavion Clowney too. That's a big name as well. But, alright, let's finish this up with picks. It's getting kind of late here. You guys ready? Okay. Game picks. Blitz them if you got them. Alright, Rachel, you ready? Tennessee at the New York Giants. Giants. Mm, Tennessee. I'm taking the Giants just because I've been on their board the past couple weeks. And I'm the president of the Saquon family. Saquon family. Saquon, Saquon Barkley fan club. And I wouldn't be right to turn my back on him now. <laughs> Show me the Quan. I'm going to Giants with that one. Next game, Green Bay at Chicago. Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay too. Well, I knew you were taking Shocker. Green Bay. I'm, I, I think she just doesn't want to break your heart anymore. I'm going to take Chicago because obviously I'm the smart ones. That's what the fans think. Is that okay. interesting? Is that is that true? Hey, Rachel, really quick, since you're the closest to it, can you tell me the, to, who leads the bet board right now as far as picks? You do. By do. one game. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Right. Vin Diesel, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Never saw it. What, the football. I'm sorry I, I, that. Okay. All right. Next game, Tampa Bay at Baltimore. 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 I really want to pick Tampa Bay just to be different. But I'm going to take the Ravens because I, I, like, we, we expect them to win. They're trying to steal this division. I'm taking the Ravens. Arizona at Atlanta. Arizona. Ooh. Atlanta. Uh, I got I to gotta go to my quick picks that I already made on these games before, that, that has nothing to do with the show because I'm kind of torn between this one. I'm just going to roll with whoever I already picked for my pick em. Who did I take? I took... I took Arizona, so I'm taking Arizona, and you're taking the Falcons. Got it. All right. Next game, Oakland at Cincy. Oakland. That's going to be the most garbage game ever. (laughs) That really Uh, is. Fuck. I don't want to pick this game. Uh, It's at Cincy, if that makes any difference. I think they tie. (laughs) No, they're so fucking awful. Uh, Both teams are just such trash, but I will take, uh, I'll take Oakland. All right, I am also taking Oakland. I wanted you to take the Bengals just so I had that as well. Detroit at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo. I am also taking the Bills. Cabinia. Uh I'm going to take... I'm taking Detroit. Detroit? Detroit Rock City. Okay. Miami at Minnesota. Miami. Miami. I think this was my toughest game to pick. Um... Just because Minnesota doesn't look good. But I feel like if they want any shot of holding on to the playoffs, it has to be this year. Keep in mind, Miami's in the same boat. I know. I don't think they're not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it. Okay. So just because of the benefit of the doubt, I will go with the Vikings just for that reason. But I do not feel confident in that pick at all. Washington at Jacksonville. Jacksonville. <sighs> Washington. I am going Jacksonville. They're looking a little bit better, though. I'm still not near. I'm not confident at all. But I'm even less confident in the Sanchez, <laughs> Mr. Buttfumble himself. So I am rolling Jaguars. Dallas at Indy. I'm taking Indy. Ooh. Any reason why? I have to ask just for me. Uh, listen, because I'm I'm on the luck train. I'm riding it, baby. I rode it last week, and I was right. And they're just gonna continue the domination of the NFC East this week. 
It's Cowboys and Indy. Cowboys. Ooh. It's, it's only because she loves me. That's the only reason. Because I'm going to Cowboys, obviously, as well. Okay. Um, Seattle at San Francisco. Seattle. Of course. I mean, that's Seattle. no brainer. Yes, I'm going Seahawks as well. They're just playing too well right now. They're playing for too much. Yeah, that's true. All right. New England at Pittsburgh. New England. New England. I am also going Patriots. I think we talked enough about that that we already know the outcome of the game. We can just continue. Philadelphia at the L.A. Rams. Rams. The Eagles. Ooh. Is that... I just have to ask... magic. I have to ask. Oh, 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 it's magic. (laughs) No. Um, If if the Eagles do win it with Foles. Mm -hmm. All hypothetical, of course. Mm Mm-hmm. Does Rachel take over as the smartest coach on this show? If she's leading the I'm way. I'm already the prettiest. <laughs> Debatable, bitch. Just kidding. <laughs> the look just she kidding. gave you. Just kidding. Um, I'm, hey, excuse me? I'm also what? going. I'm just kidding. I'm also going Rams. Final game. New Orleans, Carolina. Oh. I'm picking last. I'm taking the Saints. <laughs> me too. Oh, shit. Is it going to be a Saints tripod? Do you need some extra blankets for when you sleep on the couch? What? Where did that come from? Cuts. Cuts. I'm mad. (laughs) Said that I might not be the prettiest. (laughs) All right, well, those were our picks. Is it the ears? You're not allowed to pick yourself, Drew. I, damn. (laughs) (laughs) But that was our picks for this week. By this time next, next week... I'll be back in first, so you guys don't have to worry. <laughs> oh. Okay. But. Confidence. You know what's, you know what's like funny? That. What's funny Absolutely. about this? What's funny about this, actually, is that Lacey has actually never had the lead. That's not true. No. Rachel had the lead. Yeah. Rachel had the lead. No, I didn't. Yeah, the very first week. Oh, the first week. Oh, had... I did. I did. Yeah, you did. Over both of you. Yep. Yeah. And then we came back and put you in your place. I was, yeah. <laughs> and then we tied. <laughs> no, I was, I was behind. Right? Yeah, but I've always been in the lead until you took the lead. Even though it was tied, I've been oh, in the lead because I'm better. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. That's all right. what I'm saying. Well, you were never clear cut in the lead, though. You were never ahead by a game or more. In my head, I was. I really oh, okay. I should start just following Drew. And seriously, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I said I talk, not you. Yeah, I should just follow Drew, though. We see where your allegiances lie just because you're sleeping with him. Winning! Like, <laughs> All right. She's a trader for winners. Winning. Okay. She's a trader for winners. Guys. She doesn't care about the sack. You mean I'm a sucker? I'm a sucker for winners, not a trader. <laughs> that means I'm a winner, guys. Do you hear that? Oh, James. Someone has to think so. Um, wow. Do you guys want to say goodnight to the folks? Good night, everybody. Sleep tight. Oh, good night, everybody. Sleep tight, too. Rachel, before we get off, are you planning to be here for the next episode? Yeah. Okay. When's that? Wednesday? Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I was just making sure, because if not, I was going to ask you to get your Christmas greetings out now, but we'll wait till Wednesday, then, since you'll be here. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> that was your best, that was the best Santa Claus impression, actually, I've ever heard in my life. <gasps> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> what? Are you trying to bring that from the gut? <laughs> anyway, we'll have a guest Jesus. on Wednesday night for you guys, as well as the three of us. Surprise! Bring over your kids, sit on Rachel's lap. She'll find out how much, what they want for Christmas. How ho, much? ho, ho. <laughs> this is going south really fast. Um, <laughs> what? So, 
You gonna say goodnight, folks? I already did. All right. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Jesus. All right. There's always room on the couch for you. Don't ever forget. Good night. <laughs> Never forget. Tune in next time and score some points with the Couch Coaches. Oh.